episode 38, January 2015. In this episode, Kobe Chapel talks about prototyping in GitHub, as well as their internal use of SAS and Bootstrap. He also explains internal tools they use at GitHub and what it's like to work remote. How do you prototype? We, I mean, personally, I tend to prototype a lot just in the Rails app itself. We have a fairly well-established visual style for our UI at GitHub. And I mean, I, me and the other the, the designers, we, we know our way around the Rails app well enough that most of the time, I think we just tend to mock stuff up directly in the app itself. We also use like feature flags very heavily. So basically what that means is we have a little bit of Ruby code which will check whether a user has access to, to something that's maybe available to just staff or just people who are on a certain team in, in GitHub. And what we do is we, we can conditionally put uh, new functionality behind that. Even if that new functionality doesn't work yet, even if it's just a mock-up, what we do is we, recreate, we can create a feature flag for it and then mock it up so that when you're using, our, using GitHub itself, you can turn staff mode on and off and see new functionality. So a lot of the time when we need to prototype something, it'll start off just as a branch and it'll go through a pull request for review, even if it's just a mock-up. And even if it's, you know, the intention isn't to merge it at the end, it still goes through that pull request so that people can look at even a basic implementation of it, where it goes in the, in the app, how many kind of existing screens does it does it affect? I'd say that's probably the most common way people prototype at GitHub. There's definitely a lot of people who you know use tools like Sketch or, or Photoshop, but I'd say the vast majority of work that's actually shared and collaborated on is all in code. It's the, the common language, I guess. What about um, wireframing or tools like Quartz yeah, Composer, I mean, Framer? I, I wouldn't say we use a lot of that stuff. Most of the time, the extent of our prototyping is maybe we'll do something in, you know, do something small in Sketch, or maybe someone will build a quick, a quick Rails app just as a proof of concept and stick it up on Heroku, or you know, a Jekyll site or something if they just need something, something really quick and put it up on GitHub Pages. But I think having a ha having such a well-established visual style for our product that everyone kind of understands, it makes it easy to just do it in in code and in the main code base itself as almost a first step every time. I guess what it means is that even people who aren't designers, like developers and other people who are trying to suggest something, they can look at either like the style guide we have or existing UI we have in the app elsewhere and take screenshots or whatever. And they can use that to mock up suggestions, you know, using those existing patterns from various places around the app. So I, th I think that cuts out a lot of the prototyping work that we do here. It's, it's not very common that we're actually coming up with entirely new interfaces. Most of it is inside the current I guess Chrome of our application, and so most of it is taking the existing style we have and you know using that on new workflows or new new aspects to what people currently do in the app. Is SAS popular among designers at GitHub? Yeah, uh, SAS is what we use in the Rails app. So basically, anyone who's working on the product is using that when they when they're working in CSS at all. I'd say it's a fairly common thing amongst designers at GitHub. I'm not even sure what is you what. Big projects are using uh, less still. I mean, I know Bootstrap has always been kind of based on it, but yeah, I'm not like other than that, I'm not sure what else is using less as its basis. I, mean, I know there's plenty of projects, but I kind of feel as though SAS is where the, the main direction is going. I don't think it makes much of a difference. I actually think that the main win I think that people get from things like SAS and less is the nesting. You know, at GitHub we use one or two of the two mix-ins, but most of the time. 
It's just the nesting that we use um, and maybe some variables. But we don't actually use most of the, the more advanced features of SAS. And, you know, I can't think of a time when I've really needed to use anything that's, that's more advanced than that. So, like, for me, I would be very happy using less or SAS. It doesn't really matter to me because most of the things that I'm after are, are the simple things anyway. I actually think that keeping code really simple to, to being almost exactly what CSS is out of the box is fine. And it's actually really rare that I feel I need to be doing anything more complicated. Are designers at GitHub using Bootstrap much internally? Huh. Well, uh, I mean, the creator of Bootstrap works, works at GitHub, Mark Otto. And I don't know if we uh, use it on many projects internally. I, I know I've seen it uh, in the odd place, but I think most of the time it's actually like our style guide and our, our common components that we have that people use to you know, prototype new things, even for their internal apps. What we've done is, as well as having the style guide available, we've also extracted out a lot of the common CSS and the common JavaScript behaviors to their own separate projects. So we have one project called Primer, which holds all of the visual. It's like a base layer of visual stuff that we can use to quickly get a new project up, up and running and have it look consistent with the rest of our product UI. So look consistent with you know, GitHub and Gist and things like that. And then we have a version of the JavaScript common patterns where, you know, which is called Creamer, which we, that's where we keep all of the things like our JavaScript filtering for, for search, like quick find or auto suggest behavior or some of the, the Ajax error checking and loading state kind of functionality. We, ha we have that stuff extracted out. So most of the time, it's actually simpler for us to just quickly use that because it's exactly the same as what people are, what our developers are familiar with in the main code base. And it makes working on, on side projects or internal projects or, or new mockups much easier because it's using the exact same functionality that we're used to in the, in the main Rails app. But yeah, in terms of using Bootstrap, I, I'm not, there's probably one or two places where it's being used, but I wouldn't say it's, it's the norm. Can you talk about internal tools you use at GitHub? Maybe especially about design-related tools, if there are any? Yeah, I mean, we, we've got uh, a lot of internal tools. We don't really have internal tools that we've built for design as such. Like I said, most of the design work we do is in code and it's in the browser. So the tools that we use are like Atom, the editor that we that um, we recently open sourced. We've tried prototyping various other sort of things to help with the design side of things. But most of the time, none of them have really taken off amongst the design team. And I think the reason for that is that so much of what we do is based in code. There's definitely people who do work a lot in tools like Sketch or, or Photoshop, but most of the collaboration happens when someone shares a screenshot or when someone actually shares the result of what comes out of those tools and the discussion happens elsewhere. And that, that's usually on GitHub. Someone will post a mock-up in a GitHub issue and the discussion actually happens there. That's where the design review happens. That's where the, the ideas get surfaced and, and talked about. We do have a lot of other internal tools that we've built, like an internal, it's kind of like an internal Twitter that we have for the company which also has uh, a number of other things as, as part of it. But in terms of design-related internal tools, I would say it's mostly just, you know, using Ad the Atom editor and also using our style guide, which we have. Um, if you go to github.com slash style guide, this is actually kind of a, just a basic like list of a lot of the components that we have. There's a number of parts to it, but in the CSS one, there's like a list of all the button styles and all of the a lot of the component styles, and we're gradually adding to this over time as we build new patterns and new components that we reuse in our, in our interface. So I guess that would count as a tool as well, because that's often what we go to if we need to see how to, you know, to see if we have an existing 
interface pattern that we can use in a new, a new part of the site. It's not really a tool as such, but it's definitely a resource we use a lot. How's the process of working remotely with other designers at GitHub? There's two parts of that. I, I guess working with other designers isn't something that's massively common in my day-to-day -day stuff. Often, like the people who work as designers, we're all always kind of reviewing each other's work in pull requests, but most of us are usually working on more individual, separate, small teams with developers. So, so maybe it'll be like one designer and one or two or three developers or you know, sometimes it'll be two designers who team up to work on something. But most of the time, I, I feel like designers at the company are um, working on separate projects, but getting review on the design work from, from others just in pull requests. So we'll usually just ping either like a specific team, like the product team or design team, or uh, if it's a more technical front end thing, like CSS team or whatever. Um, and those are just teams that we have set up and under the GitHub organization on GitHub. For, for different things, so it's it's up to people to join the teams that they're interested in, and, and they'll get you know they'll get pinged when uh, when someone wants input from that group. In terms of working remotely with that, I, I think that you know using GitHub ourselves makes that a pretty smooth experience. I mean, I, I work with designers who are elsewhere in Europe as well as elsewhere in, you know various places around the states, and between us, I think we we are able to kind of give each other plenty of review, which which is is really helpful. And, and that's what's important about working remotely is that I think when you when you have enough people at a company who are who work remotely, it means that when you need input from a given team, whether it's design or whether it's um, you know marketing or or more technical systems or operations kind of input, there's enough people at different points in, you know at different time zones that you can get the feedback you need relatively quickly, regardless of what team it is. And that that certainly applies um, with the design with designers. Yeah.